Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. Arthur Goodenough was born in 1871, and his first published poem appeared when he was 14 years old. He spent his entire life on the family farm in West Brattleboro and, as an amateur poet, wrote hundreds of poems. In 1889, Goodenough began publishing a small journal, The Civ, which ran for three years. The American Amateur Press Association selected Goodenough as their annual poet laureate on more than ten occasions. He was a constant contributor to numerous publications, and his poetry was printed in newspapers and magazines across the country. While Arthur Goodenough was a farmer his entire life, he was also a man of letters. In 1893, his father kept a diary. We are fortunate to have the diary in our collection. In the journal, Arthur's father continually comments about his 22-year-old son's trips to town to pick up his papers. Arthur was in frequent written communication with other authors in the New England region. One of the authors Arthur corresponded with was H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft was fond of connecting real situations with otherworldly activities. He visited Goodenough in 1928 and modeled one of his more famous stories, Whisperer in Darkness, on Goodenough's house in West Brattleboro. Lovecraft wrote to a friend, I've never seen no country niftier than the wild hills west of Brattleboro, where this guy, Goodenough, hangs out. For 50 years, Arthur Goodenough would write poetry in these nifty hills. He used his imagination and experiences to craft stanzas that traverse time and place, even though, as Lovecraft wrote, Squire Goodenough has never set eyes on a city. In 1931, Goodenough found himself on the losing side of an argument. The governor of Vermont was about to sign a bill which allowed for the sterilization of Vermonters deemed idiots, imbeciles, feeble-minded, or insane. Arthur was against this eugenics law. In 1924, UVM professor Henry Perkins began teaching a course focused on human heredity. A year later, he began an 11-year study, which became known as the Eugenics Survey of Vermont. According to historian Kevin Dan, eugenics was the term coined to denote the science of improving the genetic condition of the human race. Its proponents believed in the existence of racial stereotypes, accepted the myth that certain peoples, particularly those of Northern Europe, possessed a monopoly of desired characteristics and thought that human differences were invariably caused by heredity and thus resistant to modification. The goals of the Vermont Eugenics Survey included the identification of undesirable Vermonters who should not reproduce because of their mental or physical shortcomings and antisocial behaviors. The subjects of the survey were often of Abenaki and French-Canadian ancestry. People of color and the rural poor were also targeted in the study. Investigators were sent to schools and social agencies to gather information, which was then used to manage Vermont's underclass through social planning, education, and ultimately sexual sterilization. 59-year-old Arthur Goodenough wrote newspapers throughout Vermont to express his disgust at the proposed eugenic sterilization law. I am getting to be an old man now. My pulse is slower and my body is cooler than it used to be, but it makes my pulse beat quicker and heats my body almost to the boiling point when I read of the unnecessary and unnatural cruelty which a handful of short-sighted and misguided politicians prepare to inflict upon a considerable number of people. This hateful doctrine should receive no encouragement from Christian or even thinking men. However, this is a day of facts, and there are many careless and thoughtless individuals who will endure sterilization because they think it is popular, and there is commonly a feverish desire to follow the crowd. But if there was only one protest to be made against the bill, and only one voice to be raised in defense of its victims, mine would be that protest and that voice. 
In Goodenough's letter opposing the sterilization bill, he ended with a warning that the authors of the bill may rue the day they signed such legislation. He stated that it is unknown if physical or mental infirmaries might visit the lawmakers later in life or find their way into the lives of friends, children, or grandchildren. With passage of the law, any of them could find themselves visited by the sterilization knife as well. In April 1931, despite the written protests of Goodenough, Vermont Governor Stanley Wilson signed the sterilization bill into law. Ultimately, over 250 people were sterilized as a result of this attempt to improve Vermont stock. It turns out that Arthur Goodenough's family was of good Vermont stock. His ancestors were among the first English-American settlers of Brattleboro in the 1700s. However, Goodenough was also a struggling hill farmer and among the population identified by the Vermont Commission on Country Life as needing improvement. In his father's diary and in newspaper accounts of the time, it is written that Arthur had health issues. He was often sickly and struggled to keep up with the physical work of the farm. He didn't marry until his early 30s and only produced one child. According to the eugenics theories of the day, people like Goodenough were among the population of those marginal rural citizens who were contributing to the downfall of the social and economic fabric of Vermont. Arthur Goodenough died at the age of 64. In Arthur Goodenough's 1936 Rutland Herald obituary, it was written, The character of the author, gentle, sympathetic, and modest, appears in his four volumes of verse already published and the scores of scripts and newspaper clippings that he left behind. Arthur Goodenough was the quietest of neighbors, the most unassuming type of citizen, shy, retiring, a lover of nature, a typical Vermonter. The Burlington Free Press wrote, The death of Arthur H. Goodenough of West Brattleboro will bring sorrow to thousands of people who came to know him and love him through his poetry. For half a century, he had been writing verse and had produced thousands of poems, a large number of which were published in newspapers, magazines, and in several anthologies. Nearly all his lines had a rhythm and a swing, which made easy and delightful reading. He was native of Brattleboro and seldom left his small farm, but his poetic thoughts were wafted to the four corners of the globe. No monument of marble or granite may ever be erected in his memory, but he has left behind him an earthly record written in gems of thought. Arthur Goodenough is buried in the West Brattleboro Cemetery on Mather Road. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.